very often when we are overly tired, have too much to do, we make very poor decisions, we end up snapping at the other person because they interfered with us. When the real truth is we overdid things and devils moved in and are causing us to think that other person is the one who's wrong. That happens frequently. That's one of the major attacks that a devil uses against an individual. Jesus said to avoid surfeiting. That's overindulgence. I can get one more thing done today. I can do one more thing on my list. Overindulgence. Sometimes we think we don't need to pray over that project. I'm going to give you a very strong example of that. The cleaners were coming to clean our carpets. Now, that doesn't sound like that needs prayer. It's not like you've got cancer. That needs prayer. But carpet cleaning, what can happen with carpet cleaning? Pam Paget is really one of the most easygoing people I've ever seen in my life. Barbara, one of our church members, said she's almost so happy that I can't be around her. <laughs> well, that's what she is. Today, the carpet cleaner came. Pam was late getting the room ready for the carpet cleaner. She'd been doing other things and misjudged her time. She hadn't prayed over it. She always prays over things, but carpet cleaning? So I felt sorry for her because the carpet cleaner showed up early. She didn't have the room ready. She had to move all of the excess items out of the pathway for him to clean the carpet. She told him, said, I'm just not ready. And he said, oh, well, I'll get my equipment straightened up out here. When you're ready for me, just call me. But she was rushing around. I could tell that something was wrong. I didn't make it any better because at one point I asked her if she would bring me a glass of tea. And I knew the spirit in her was different. And then I did something else, and I was sorry I'd done it. And she kind of snapped at me. And it was so different from Pam. It was another person. It was like another person entered her. Well, I knew exactly what had happened. She was worn out. She was tired. She had too much to do, too many things. I was annoying her. She wasn't ready for the carpet cleaner. She didn't have the blog ready or something like that for tomorrow, putting additional pressure on her. The dogs wanted something or other. The cats wanted something or other. She hadn't put the cats in the spare room before the carpet cleaner got there, so when he was opening doors and going in and out, there was a constant pressure watching that door, not wanting one of our cats to get out. We've got two young cats, and one of them is really curious. 
and we could just picture Chubb running out into the wilds without any claws to protect himself, and he doesn't know he doesn't have claws because he's sharpening his non-existent claws constantly. So we know the danger with him. Usually before anyone comes to work here, Pam gathers those two new kittens. Well, they're a year and a half old or so. She gets them and puts them in the room upstairs and shuts the door so they're safe. She had not done that today. She had all of that pressure on her. That's exactly when devils move in your life. After the day had ended, the carpet cleaners had gone on. She had counted the nose of cats to be sure we had all of our cats. After it settled down a bit, I talked to her. And I told her it was just another spirit. I saw it. It was like she was another person. That's exactly the way the devil works. You're not yourself. He takes over. Now we'll look at a scripture on that. First Peter chapter 5, start at verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. That's just exactly the way it happens. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. The times I was speaking things unwisely like, would you get me some iced tea when you get through with that? I shouldn't have spoken. I was sorry I spoke it after I spoke because I saw the reaction. It wasn't the way Pam usually reacts. It was totally different. And then I did something else, and that caused a problem. And I did two or three things during that time that caused problems to her. But she wasn't the same person. And I was sorry that I had done those things. She knew things were wrong. She knew things were going wrong. And after it was all over, I said, it was another spirit in you. I think that shocked her a little. But that's what it was. We can allow those things to happen if we become overly tired, if we're a little bit sick, if we haven't planned it out, if we haven't prayed over it, and if there's too much, just too many things. So you learn these things, and hopefully you can deal with them and adjust. They happen over and over, I find. You haven't lost your salvation. You may have disappointed yourself. I heard something one time. Somebody said, if you are disappointed in what you did, you were trusting in yourself. God is perfect. We are not. But as we follow him, we are. But you can't do it of your own flesh. 
Now, Pam is one of the best cases I've ever seen in following God. I think often she does us better than I do. I often forget to pray, and she doesn't. She just, she just really handles things spiritually. It was just a little lapse today. So take the things you've done that have caused a problem and just basically review the steps you failed to do, which is prayer, and not planning your time out properly, trying to put too much into that space of time, and just frankly all hell breaks loose in your life when that happens. But that doesn't mean there isn't hope. Create in me, oh God, a new heart. Cleanse me. Please cleanse me. Correct the spirit. Put the right spirit in me about this person or about this thing. And be restored by God. That's what David said in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, when I follow him, I'm not going to want anything. He leads me beside the still water in green pastures. He restores my soul. So after a failure or a problem like this, you simply have to turn to God. He restores your soul, sets you right, helps you. Put you back on your feet again. Elijah, the prophet Elijah, he wanted to kill himself. He said, there's nobody that follows God but me. And God said, now, there's 7,000 that have not bowed their knee to Baal. Elijah was hungry and tired. Jezebel was chasing him to try to kill him. He was out in the wilderness, so God simply sent an angel to fix some dinner for him. And the angel told him to eat, and he ate, and he was restored. We are restored sometimes by eating natural food. We are sometimes restored by eating a word that comes from God. That's the main way I'm restored, is I hear a word from God, and I say, oh, yeah. That's right. Now, one time after I moved to Colorado Springs, so I was over 80 years old at the time, and I was looking at my old car and thinking about it, and I thought, I I believe I'll have new upholstery put on my old car. And the Holy Spirit said, or you could just buy a new car. Well, I never considered that. That's another way to look at this thing. I just sold a house in Texas. There was close to $300,000 in the bank. I didn't say, oh, I should have known that. God showed me what was the best way to go. It wasn't the way I was going. Another time, now I'm 85 right now, heading toward 86. I've had operations. I can't walk except a little bit by a walker. I can't even walk enough to go across the hallway to the bathroom. 
for fear of falling at night. So we have a porta potty which we keep in my room. And most of the time, that's my bathroom. And one day, thoughts began coming. What will happen to you if you can't walk? You can't live here if you can't walk. If you can't walk enough to get to the bathroom, you can't live here. What will you do? And I cried out, oh, God, help me. And I heard, God will supply all your need. And I said, oh, that's right. That's, the, that's right. He will. So then I don't have a problem. He will supply all my need. If I need help, he will supply it. And I rejoiced. I didn't sit there and say, stupid idiot, you know that scripture very well and you forgot it. I rejoiced in the Holy Spirit speaking it to me. So, you see, you're not going to be 100% perfect unless you're 100% in God at the time. You might forget a scripture. If so, usually God will remind you. Faith in God, not in yourself. Faith in God. I forget to pray. Sometimes I forget to pray over things. I suspect you do too. Sometimes you suffer a little bit because you forgot to pray. That doesn't mean you're condemned forever. We want to do, of course, as well as we can possibly do. But when we fail a little bit, unless it's a willful sin, if it's a willful sin, that's another matter. If you sin willfully, after you have the knowledge of the truth, there's no more sacrifice for that sin. Hebrews 10. If you go out there and willfully sin, for example, I, I have a friend who was, who's Catholic, and he's my contractor. And he would tell me that he would commit fornication, and he would go and confess his sin to the priest. Then he would commit fornication, and he would go and confess his sin to the priest. When we know it's wrong, and we do it, we're doing it willfully, and the Bible says there's no sacrifice for that sin, but I don't believe he's born again. He's just following the Catholics. I still have hope he'll be born again. And when you're born again, no church saves you. It's God who saves you. And sometimes we forget that, don't we? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, is just walking about seeking whom he may devour, whom resisted fast in the faith. When you feel yourself slipping, God help me. When you feel yourself snappy and about to say the wrong things, God, please don't let me say that. Don't let me act this way. See, that's what you have to do. I'm going to end with this. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.